All right, welcome back to the Strategic Stripping Podcast. This is our 30-day Live at 11 Mountain Standard Time. I maybe should rename it Live at 11.11. Might be a little bit better. Uh, This is our health series, our 30-day experimental health series. My name is Valeska Bloom. Welcome to the show. I was going to talk about mastermind groups instead of yoga tonight, but I was doing, I was going a little bit of, too deep into my personal life with it, so I kind of decided to back off. Uh, I just joined a, I want to say, very prestigious mastermind group with some very highly intelligent people in there that I'm very excited about, um, and I'll talk about it when I feel like the time is right. But for now, let's focus on one of the most important things that I have ever decided to do in my life and the consistent action behind it is really what's made it one of the best things I've ever done. And oh my God, am I so thankful for yoga. I know I've mentioned it a few times, but it's been a huge part of my life for so long and I will tell you what, it is never too late to start. If you're listening to this and you're a dancer, I'm assuming that you have all the right physical capacity to do all the yoga poses and everything as they are going through everything. But if you aren't a dancer and you just happen to be joining us here today, no matter how young or old you are, I still believe that yoga is one of the best things that you could ever do for your health, for your body, mind, and spirit. So uh, I once saw a guy that was a military vet. I think he had some really tragic stuff happen to him. I believe I might have seen him on the Joe Rogan podcast, actually. And this guy was in super, 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 super bad shape. All the doctors he went to see had given up on him, and I think he was on crutches, actually. Whatever it was, it was really bad, and if I recall correctly, I believe he went to see a holistic doctor that suggested that he do yoga. And, of course, he thought the doctor was crazy, but the doctor told him to just start small, do what you can, lift your arms, breathe in, come down, and that's, you know... Who knows how he's holding himself up, maybe leaning against a wall or whatever. I remember the the clips. I remember um, short video clips of this guy. But um, I I mostly just remember him being extremely completely off balance and falling at the easiest things possible. And he was like the least flexible person I've ever seen in my life. So, uh, you know, gave it some time, stayed consistent with it. And as he got good at yoga... It took his pain away, and I'm sure that it turned him into a totally different person because yoga can do that, and yoga did that because I saw what what changed in him as he went on. Our bodies recreate themselves constantly, and for those of you that say, I'm not flexible, I want you to know I went to do yoga with a friend of mine at a park, and... Her and I started to go regularly, and when we first started, though, she said she wasn't sure how long she was going to be able to do it for because she was so not flexible, and I told her to give it, like, a week or two of us going a few times consistently, and I told her she'd be shocked at what happened, and it was true. Within a, within a week, we went, I think, four times that week, and she gained flexibility so rapidly that she was just fascinated by it as was I hey girl uh yes whoa make what I would I make a a dancer yoga class program I don't know about make one um it's a possibility but I don't know we'll see I have thought about it I honestly have thought about it I need the right setup though I need 
you know, this is the, where I'm at right now is not the right setup. I could do it at the park and stuff, but I don't know. That's, that's a little bit far off, but I can recommend somebody that goes by Boho Beautiful on YouTube. Her videos are legit. She, most of them range from about 15 minutes to 30 minutes and she travels all around the world with her husband and they shoot yoga videos in like the most exotic, beautiful locations ever. Um, and she does it right. I've listened to a lot of yoga instructors and whatever, and this girl does it right. She does a lot of Pilates, mixes a lot of Pilates in with her stuff, which is, you know, I really want to do yoga, right? But at the same time, um, I do a lot of her Pilates videos and they make me feel better. So, and she's putting out content like wildfire. So, you know, she's got stuff for everybody. I'm really impressed with her. Your kids love yoga. That's awesome. God, I wish I had started when I was little. Holy cow. What a what a awesome thing to start when you're really young. So, um one of my favorite things about yoga is after you start, you will realize how bad you needed it and you will be surprised. I'm going to get to everybody's keep commenting you guys, but um I, I really want to get through this. This is going to take this is going to take a minute. We're about to go through 38 health benefits of yoga. So, um I might skip them and just go to the the to the headlines for some of them, but um but if you start doing yoga and you do it consistently, you will start to realize the amazing benefits it's having in your life. If I go for a couple or a few days off without it at this point, oh my God, do I feel it. I feel it and I want to go back again. And you just don't let yourself slide for too long. If you do let yourself start to slide for too long, you give yourself like, you stop doing it for like a week or more. Um, you will start to go back to not having a yoga body again and you will not be feeling the benefits from it. So if you really want to feel good from yoga, it's like bathing. You can't do this once a week, once or twice, once or twice in general and expect it to change your life. You maybe could just do it twice a week and it will change your life though, or even once a week even honestly. Um, but it is something that you need to be consistent with. You can't just do it a couple times period and be like, oh, yoga didn't do anything for me. It does not work that way. So um, I'm going to give you some health studies and then, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm going to go through this incredible list of 38 health benefits from a gentleman named Timothy McCall, MD. So he's actually a doctor and this is from yogajournal.com. So we're going to go through this and then we'll open up the floor for conversation and, uh, and then I'll give you the, the, like the real one of the most significant things that happened to me when I started doing yoga after I got into a car wreck and I realized how much yoga had saved my life and it saved my life after that. And then it's interesting after getting into a car wreck and having yoga heal me again, um, I can't believe how many people I met with the same story. You know, they, they got super fucked up and didn't know what to do. And then all of a sudden they found yoga and completely turn their life around. So everything I'm going to read, this is basically word for word from this guy, Timothy McCall. Okay. This is not my words. There's no way I could have written this better. He, this is a really good article. Okay. So yogajournal.com. Okay. 38 health benefits of yoga. It says looking for a reason to try yoga from increased strength to flexibility to heart health. We have 38 benefits to roll out your mat. If you're a 
passionate yoga practitioner like I am, you've probably noticed the health benefits of yoga. Maybe you're sleeping better, getting fewer colds, or feeling more relaxed and at ease. But if you've ever tried telling a newbie about the benefits of yoga, you might find explanations like, oh, it increases the flow and prana and brings up your energy of your spine and no one knows what you're talking about. And that's super true. I've never described it that way, but, um, but every way I have ever tried to describe it, I've been like, I know they don't get it. I know, you know, whoever I'm telling it to, I know it's not, it's not getting through enough. So he says, researchers are catching on to yoga's benefits. As it happens, Western science is starting to provide some concrete clues as to how yoga works to improve health heal aches and pains, and keep sickness at bay. Once you understand them, you'll have even more motivation to step onto your mat and probably won't feel so tongue-tied the next time someone wants some Western proof. 38 Ways Yoga Improves Health My experience inspired me to pore over the scientific studies I'd collected in India as well as in the West to identify and explain how yoga can both prevent disease and help you recover from it. Here's what I found improves your flexibility. Improved flexibility is one of the first and most obvious benefits of yoga, which is excellent for dancers. I'm sure you've noticed. Well, I mean, maybe you haven't noticed, but if you, you will notice if you do it, you'll be like, oh wow, okay, that's really convenient. During your first class, you probably won't be able to touch your toes, never mind doing a back bend, but if you stick with it, you'll notice a gradual loosening, and in my experience and with the friends I've had around, not just gradual, I think he's trying to be, uh, what's the word, under promise and over deliver there, um, and eventually seemingly impossible poses will become possible. You'll also probably notice that aches and pains will start to disappear, and it's true. That's no coincidence. Tight hips can strain the knee the knee joint due to improper alignment of the thigh and shin bones. Tight hamstrings can lead to a flattening of the lumbar spine, which can cause back pain. And flexibility in muscles and connective tissue, such as fascia and ligaments, can cause poor posture. Number two, builds muscle strength. Strong muscles do more than look good. They also protect us from conditions like arthritis and back pain and help prevent falls in elderly people. And when you build strength through yoga, you balance it with flexibility, which is excellent for super tall high heels, you guys. Trust me, it really is. Um, and when you build strength through yoga, you balance it with flexibility. If you went to the gym and just lifted weights, you might build the strength at the expense of flexibility and balance. Perfect or perfects your posture. Your head is like a bowling ball, big, round, and heavy. When it's balanced directly over an erect spine, it takes much less work for your neck and back muscles to support it. Move it several inches forward, however, and you start to strain those muscles. Hold up that forward-leaning bowling ball for 8 or 12 hours a day, and it's no wonder you're tired. It's true. Your head is seriously like the weight of a bowling ball, for real. Can you imagine just holding a bowling ball all day? Fuck. Um, and it's no wonder you're tired. And fatigue might not be your only problem. Poor posture can cause back, neck, and other muscle and joint problems. As you slump, your body may compensate by flattening the normal inward curves of your neck and lower your back inward curves in your neck and lower back. This can cause pain and degenerative arthritis of the spine. Number four, prevents, uh, prevents cartilage and joint breakdown. 
Each time you practice yoga, you take your joints through their full range of motion. This can help prevent de uh, degenerative arthritis or mitigate disability by squeezing and soaking areas of the cartilage that normally aren't used. Joint cartilage is like a sponge. It receives fresh nutrients only when its fluid is squeezed out and new supply can be soaked up. Without proper sustenance, neglected areas of the cartilage can eventually wear out and expose the underlying bone like worn out break pads. This is so serious. So moving your muscles, moving your arms in different ways that they're not used to, you put, you, you, uh, oil them basically you you oil your it's like it's like keeping oil in an engine in your car you have to do it i remember the first time um i was you know 16 and my car definitely burned oil and someone was like yeah you really need to you really need to get that checked out and i was like oh it's okay and they was like no you really need to get that checked out for real he was like uh you know what happens to your engine if you don't have enough oil in there all the time or, you know, at all? And I was like, no. And he goes, it explodes. <laughs> he was like, it breaks. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Number five, protects your spine. Spinal discs, the shock absorbers between the vertebrae and the uh, can herniate and compress nerves. Crave movement. Spinal discs, the shock absorbers between the vertebrae that can herniate and compress nerves crave movement. That's the only way to get their nutrients. Wow. I hadn't even read all this before I started. If you've got a well-balanced asana practice with plenty of back bends, forward bends, and twists, this will help keep your discs supple. Number six betters your bone health. It is well documented that weight-bearing exercise strengthens bones and will help um, offward osteoporosis. Many postures in yoga require that you lift your own weight. Some like, and some like downward dog and upward dog help strengthen the arms and bones, which are particularly vulnerable to osteoporotic fractures. In an unpublished study uh, conducted at California State University of Los Angeles, yoga practice increased bone density in the vertebrae. Yoga's ability to lower levels of stress Hormone cortisol, um, C number 11, may help keep calcium in the bones. And I will say, I want to get it, but I've got too much shit hooked up to my head. I have wrist um, uh, and feet. Uh, I have weights. I have ankle and wrist weights. They're only two pounds each. And doing yoga with wrist and ankle weights is a different experience and it feels amazing. There's a different time, you know, for, for it and there's a different time not to have it. Like, um, if you're feeling good, put those weights on though because, oh my God, it feels really, really, really good. It, I love it. I really do. Um, okay, number seven, increases your blood flow. What time is it? Okay, gosh, it's almost, almost time to end this and keep going. Shit, I might skip. I don't know. I'm kind of having fun going into this. Yeah, it is nice. I swear. You can get them on uh, Amazon for like very inexpensive. I got the, it doesn't matter. Maybe I'll put a link to it. Um, but they're two pounds. I put them on my wrists and my, my ankles and they feel incredible. Oh my God. It's amazing. It's a different experience. It feels really good. And you can stretch into poses a lot deeper because you're being weighed down. So it really helps a whole lot.
increases your blood flow. Yoga gets your blood flowing. More specifically, the relaxation exercises you learn in yoga can help your circulation, especially in your hands and feet. Yoga also gets more oxygen to your cells, which functions better as a result. Twisting poses are thought to ring out nervous, interesting, oh no, to ring out venous, I don't know what that is, venous blood from internal organs and allow oxygenated blood to flow in once the twist is released. Inverted poses such as headstand, headstand, handstand, and shoulder stand encourage, I don't know what this word is, I need to look it up, venous, uh, relating to vein or veins relating to, oh, poor oxygen, uh, poor, poorly oxygenated blood. Okay, good. So it gets rid of that. Um, uh, gets rid of that type of blood from the legs and pelvis to flow back at the heart where it can be pumped in the lungs and be freshly oxygenated. This can help you if you have swelling in your legs from heart and kidney problems. Yoga also boosts levels of hemoglobin and red blood cells, which carry oxygen to the tissue. And it thins the blood by making palettes. Uh, what is this? It's P-L-A-T-E-L-E-T-S. I've heard of this word. I don't remember what it was though. It says a small colorless disc shaped cell fragment with a, without a nucleus found in a large numbers of blood, found in large numbers of blood and involving clotting. Okay. So I guess it helps you from your blood clotting. Oh, and, and being sticky and by cutting the level of clot promoting proteins in the blood. This can lead to a decrease in heart attacks and stroke since blood clots are often the uh, cause of these killers. Interesting. Number eight, drains your lymph and boosts your immunity. And that's awesome that it drains your lymph. I did not know that because your lymph, apparently you have as much lymph in your body as you do blood, if not more. And there's no, there's no pump for your lymph system. So your heart beats and that's your pump for your blood. But for your lymph system, there is no pump. So I've heard that something called box breathing can help with that. Like when you breathe in, like breathe in five seconds and hold for five and then exhale for five and then hold for five. Oh, there was another type of breathing too. I think it was called the two, four, eight. Wait, two, four, two, four, six, four, two, six. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look this up. You breathe in a certain amount, like, like you breathe in like five seconds, hold for 20 and exhale or no, hold for 10 and then exhale for 20. I'm gonna have to look this up. Tony Robbins talks about it. Um, when you, uh, so drains your lymph and drains your lymph and uh, boosts immunity. When you contract and stretch muscles, move organs around and come in and out of the yoga postures, you increase a drainage of lymph. Um, this helps your lymphatic system fight infection, destroy cancerous cells and dispose the toxic waste products of cellular functioning. Number nine, ups your heart rate. When you regularly get your heart rate into an, ana into an aerobic range, you lower your risk of heart attack and can relieve depression. While not all yoga is aerobic, if you do it vigorously or take a flow or a sangha class or wear weights, it can boost your heart rate into an aerobic range. But even yoga exercises that don't get your heart rate up can improve cardiovascular conditioning. Studies have found that yoga practice lowers the resting heart rate, increases endurance, and can improve your maximum uptake of oxygen during exercises. All reflections of improved aerobic conditioning. One study found that subjects who were, caught, who were taught only pranayama 
um, could do more exercises with less oxygen. Hmm, interesting. Number 10, drops your blood pressure. If you have high blood pressure, you might benefit from yoga. Two studies of people with hypertension published in the British Medical Journal, The Lancet, compared the effects of Savasana, corpse pose, with laying was simply laying on a couch. After three months, Savasana was associated with a 26-point drop in systolic, systo, systolic, I don't know, blood pressure. The top number and 15-point drop in a diastole, diastolic, I don't know, diastolic, like, um, whatever, blood pressure. Uh, the bottom number and the higher than initial blood pressure and the bigger drop. I lost myself in that one. But apparently, um, laying on the floor in corpse pose is better than laying on the couch. That's what I got out of that one, which I believe. Regulates your adrenal glands. This is number 11. We are officially at actually 1.33 in the morning, but I'm going to keep going. So this is 38. I have 38 to go through, and I'm going to go through all of them. I'm finding this pretty fascinating, so I don't know how long this will take. I wish I was a faster reader, but it is what it is. Number 11, regulates your adrenal glands. Yoga lowers cortisol levels. Um, if that doesn't sound like much, consider this. Normally, the adrenal glands secrete cortisol in response to an acute... Let me turn this light down on my other computer. Um, okay, uh, hold on, sorry. Normally, the adrenal glands secrete cortisol in response to an acute crisis, which temporarily boosts immune function. If your cortisol levels stay high, even after the crisis, they can compromise the immune system. Temporarily boost, temporary, boost of the, temporary boost of cortisol help with long-term memory, but chronically high levels undermine memory and may lead to permanent changes in the brain. Additionally, excessive cortisol has been linked with major depression, osteoporosis, it extracts calcium and other minerals from the bones and interferes with the laying down of new bone, high blood pressure, and insulin resistance. In rats, high cortisol levels lead to what researchers call food-seeking behavior. That kind of drive, the, uh, the kind that drives you to eat when you're upset, angry, or stressed. The body takes those extra calories and distributes them as fat in the abdomen, co contributing to weight gain and the risk of diabetes and heart attack. Number 12, makes you happier. Feeling sad? Sit in lotus. Better yet, rise up into a backbend or soar, oh, I thought he said royal jelly, or soar royally into king dancer pose. While it's not as simple as that, one study found that a consistent yoga practice improved depression and led to significant increase in serotonin levels and a decrease in levels of monomyme oxidase, an enzyme that breaks down neurotransmitters and cortisol. At the University of Wisconsin, Richard Davidson, PhD, found that the left prefrontal cortex showed heightened activity in, in meditators a finding that has been correlated with great levels of happiness and a better immune function. More dramatic left-sided side, left -sided activation was found in dedicated long-term practitioners. Okay, that's cool. 
Uh, and I can 100% say that I know for a fact that doing yoga absolutely helps take my depression away, seriously. And it's funny, it's always, the, you know, when you're depressed, you don't want to do the things that make you feel better. At least I don't, typically. I don't want to speak that over myself. I want to change that about myself forever. But um, but I'll tell you what, when I'm not feeling good and I get down and I do some yoga, I feel better. I really do. My thing's fucking up messing with me. I have two cords here so I can listen to meditation music and I can have this plugged into my phone. It helps keep away distractions for me. Um, okay. Uh, number 13 founds a healthy lifestyle, move more, eat less. That's the advantage of many a dieter. Yoga can help on both fronts. Regular practice gets you moving and burns calories, and the spiritual and emotional dimensions of your yoga practice may encourage you to address any eating and weight problems on a deeper level. Yoga may also inspire you to become a more conscious eater. I'm really glad that a doctor wrote this. I, I think that's awesome. Number 14. We're halfway there. Well, no, we're not. Lowers blood sugar. Yoga lowers blood sugar, LDL, bad cholesterol, and boosts HDL, good cholesterol. In people with diabetes, yoga has been found to lower blood sugar in several ways. By lowering cortisol and adrenal levels, encouraging weight loss, and improving sensitivity to the effects of insulin, get your blood sugar levels down and you decrease your risk of diabetic complications such as heart attack, kidney failure, and blindness. You guys, do yoga so you don't go blind, okay? Number 15, helps you focus. An important component of yoga is focusing on the present. Studies have found that regular yoga practice improves coordination, reaction time, memory, and even IQ scores. I feel like I just, I don't want the, what I just said about blindness to be taken in as a joke. Like, that just sounds so serious to me. That wasn't said to be a joke. That's just like, wow, that can help prevent blindness. Like, what? That's how I meant that. I just wanted to clear that up. Okay, number 15, helps you focus. An important component of yoga is focusing on the present. Studies have found that regular yoga practice improves coordination, reaction time, memory, and even IQ scores. People who practice transcendental meditation demonstrate the ability to solve problems and acquire and recall information better, probably because they're less distracted by their thoughts, which can play over and over like an endless tape loop. I don't know much about transcendental meditation, but I do know it's one that you're supposed to do twice a day for 20 minutes a day, you know, or in the morning and at night. And I know that um, Seinfeld, he attributes the success of his show to transcendental meditation. And there's a ton of information, a ton of celebrities that practice transcendental meditation. That crazy guy, Russell Brand, he does transcendental meditation. He was actually at the thing um, uh, at like a transcendental meditation, like, you know, seminar or whatever. I, I don't want to butcher it, but I just know that that one in particular I've heard is really, really, really good. I, I kind of tried to do that one for a little while where you just kind of like you, they give you a mantra apparently. Um, it costs, I don't know, they give you a mantra and... Um, you can probably do it without having this particular mantra. I don't want to, I'm going to butcher out the whole thing. I'm just not going to, I'm going to skip over that. Okay. Number 17 improves your balance. Regularly practicing yoga increases tropis pro, let me look this word up. Proprioception, perception of awareness of the position of the 
which means perception or awareness of the position and movement of the body. It's a new word for me. The ability to feel what your body is doing and where it is in space and improves balance. People with bad posture or dysfunctional movement patterns usually have poor, here it is again, pro precipitation, which has been linked with knee problems and back pain. Better balance could mean fewer falls, and for the elderly, this translates into more independence and delayed admission to a nursing home, or even, um, or never entering one at all. And for the rest of us, postures like tree pose can make us feel less wobbly on and off the mat. And I didn't know this until recently, but apparently falls, I think, are like one of the like leading causes of death for older people too. I don't know if it was immediate death or kind of like a more slow and painful death because now they're in a bed and yeah, so yeah. Okay, number 18, maintains your nervous system. Some advanced yogis can control the their bodies in extraordinary ways, many of which are, uh, are meditated, mediated by the nervous system. Scientists have mentioned yogis who could induce usual heart rhythm, unusual heart rhythms. Scientists have mentioned, Jesus, I'm sorry. Scientists have monitored yogis who could induce unusual heart rhythms, generated specific brainwave patterns, and using meditation technique, raise the temperature of their hands by 15 degrees Fahrenheit. If they can use yoga to do that, perhaps you could learn to improve blood flow to your pelvis if you're trying to get pregnant or induce relaxation when you're having trouble falling asleep. That's, that's fascinating. Interesting. Number 19, releases tension in your limbs. Do you ever notice yourself holding a telephone or steering a wheel with a death grip? Yeah. Or scrunching your face when staring at a computer screen? Yes. These unconscious habits can lead to chronic tension, muscle fatigue, and soreness in the wrists, arms, shoulders, neck, and face, which can increase stress and worsen your mood. As you practice yoga, you begin to notice where you hold tension. It might be your tongue, your eyes, or the muscles in your face and neck. I can feel it all over me, man. I need to do more yoga. Um, like uh, your quadriceps, trapezius, and buttocks. It may take years of practice to learn how to relax them. Okay, maybe I just need to start paying more attention. Helps you sleep deeper is number 20. Stimulation is good, but too much of it taxes the nervous system. Yoga can provide relief from the hustle and bustle of modern day life. Restorative yoga, uh, yoga nidra, a form of guided relaxation, savasana, pranayama, and meditation encourage... I'm going to have to look sword up. Prathahara. Prathahara is a with... Prathahara, or the withdrawal of the senses, is the fifth element among the eight stages of Prata something something yoga. As mentioned in his classical work, Yoga Sutra, okay, blah, blah, blah. It's just a particular type. It's turning inward of the senses, which provides downtime for the nervous system. Another byproduct of a regular yoga practice, studies suggest, is better sleep, which means you'll be less tired and less stressed and likely to have less accidents. Number 21, boost your immune system functionality. Asana and pranayama probably both, uh, I'm sorry, both, no, yeah, probably improve immune function, but so far meditation has the strongest scientific support in this area. Interesting. Well, I've, I've been doing good at meditating and doing yoga every day. 
Um, it appears to have beneficial effect on the functioning of the immune system, boosting it when it's needed, for example, raising antibody levels in response to a vaccine and lowering it when needed, for instance, mitigating an inappropriately aggressive immune function in an autoimmune disease like uh, psoriasis. Number 22, gives your lungs room to breathe. Yogis tend to take fewer breaths of greater volume, which is both calming and more efficient. A 1998 study published in The Lancet taught a yogic technique called complete breathing to people with lung problems due to congestive heart failure. After one month, their average respiratory rate decreased from 13.4 breaths per minute to 7.6. Meanwhile, their exercise capacity increased significantly, as did the oxygen saturation of their blood. In addition, yoga has been shown to improve various measures of lung function, including the maximum volume of the breath and the efficiency of the exhalation. Yoga also promotes breathing through the nose, which filters the air, warms it, cool, dry air is more likely to trigger an asthma attack in people who are sensitive, and humidifies it, removing pollen and dirt and other things that you would rather not take into your lungs. Number 23, it prevents irritable bowel syndrome and other digestive problems. Ulcer, irritable bowel, constipation, all of these can be exaggerated, ex exacerbated by stress. So if you stress less, you'll suffer less. Yoga, like any physical exercise, can ease constipation and theoretically lower the risk of colon cancer because moving the body facilitates more rapid transport of food and waste products through the bowels. And although it has not been studied scientifically, yogis su suspect that twisting poses may be beneficial in getting waste to move through the system. Number 24 gives you peace of mind. Yoga quells, Q-U-E-L-L-S, what is this word? Uh, puts an end to a rebellion or other, oh, or disorder. Okay, so yoga puts an end to, I guess, uh, the fluctuations of the mind according to something type of yoga guy. Um, in other words, it slows down the mental loops of frustration, regret, anger, fear, and desires that can cause stress. And since stress is implicated in so many health problems, from migraines to insomnia to lupus, MS, eczema, high blood pressure, heart attacks, if you learn to quiet your mind, you'll be likely to live longer and healthier. Very cool. Number 25, increases your self-esteem. Many of us suffer from chronic low self-esteem. If you handle this negatively, take drugs, overeat, work too hard, sleep around, you may pay the price in poorer health physically, mentally, and spiritually. If you take a positive approach and practice yoga, you'll sense, initial, uh, you'll sense initially a brief glimpse you'll sense initially in brief glimpses and later in more sustained views that you're worthwhile, or as a yoga philosophy teaches, that you are a manifestation of the divine. Oh my God, I love that. If you practice yoga with an intention of self-examination and betterment, not just as a substitute for aerobics class, you can access a different side of yourself. I love this. You'll experience feelings of gratitude, empathy, and forgiveness, as well as a sense that you're a part of something bigger. While better health is not the goal of spirituality, it's often a byproduct as documented by repeated scientific studies. Wow, this is really cool. Number 26, eases your pain. 
Yoga can ease your pain. According to several studies, asana, meditation, or a combination of the two reduce pain in people with arthritis, back pain, fibromyalgia, carpal tunnel syndrome, and other chronic conditions. When you relieve your pain, your mood improves, you're more inclined to be active, and you don't need as much medication, which is always a good thing. Gives you inner strength. Yoga can make you... I'm sorry. Yoga can help make changes in your life. Wow. That's cool. Number 27. Start it again. Gives you inner strength. Yoga can help you make changes in your life. It's a serious statement. In fact, that might be the greatest, its greatest strength. Tapas, the Sanskrit word for heat, is the fire. The discipline that fuels yoga practice and that regular practice builds. The tapas you develop can be extended to the rest of your life I feel like every time I move, I need to say it's my chair because it makes fucking stupid noises. I need to get a different chair. Um, uh, The tapas you develop can be extended to the rest of your life to overcome inertia and change dysfunctional habits. You may find that without making a particular effort to change things, you start to eat better, exercise more, or finally quit smoking after all of these years of failed attempts. That's awesome. Number 28, connects you with guidance. Good yoga teachers can do wonders for your health. Exceptional ones do more than guide you through the postures. They can adjust your posture, gauge when you should go deeper in poses or back off, deliver hard truths with compassion, help you relax and enhance a personalized and enhance uh, your and personalize your practice. A respectful relationship with a teacher goes a long way towards promoting your health. And let me just say real quick, my experience with this, I just want to say it real quick and get it off my mind because he talks about, you know, an exceptional yoga teacher. The first time I went and did yoga, my dad told me to do it. He convinced me to go do it. And it was in a YMCA. It was in a gym. We had people next to us that were making, you know, dropping weights and stuff. It was very, you know, fluorescent lighting. It was very unzen like I did not enjoy the experience at all. And when it was over, you know, he asked me if I liked it, you know, how, how it was and whatever. I was like, I did not enjoy that at all. Um, and I almost fell asleep. I felt like I was bored. Uh, I didn't feel like, you know, it was really helping me much at all. Like I was actually exercising. Like I thought we were going to go exercise. And he said, do it three more times this week and then let me know how you feel. And I said, okay. So I did, and that was like a decade ago, and I've been hooked ever since. And I just want you to know that if you've tried yoga or if you go to try yoga and your experience is subpar, if it's anything, like if it's not that great, try a different teacher, try a different class, try a different building, um, try doing it at home, get a different mat, light some candles, burn some, I I hate burning incense, but I um, use uh, uh, misters, like essential oil misters, um, just switch it up, do something different, but don't give up on it. Please, please, please don't give up on it because you have no idea what you're missing out on if you do. Um, okay. Number 29 helps keep you drug free. Well, you do know what you're missing out on. Listen to all this stuff. Jesus. Number 29, but you, you, you still won't know it until you experience it yourself. It's a big deal. Um, helps keep you drug free. If your medicine cabinet looks like a pharmacy, maybe it's time to try yoga. I will say I have been able to get deeper into my yoga poses than ever before 
when I was smoking weed. I was able to do like a full split for a long time and I felt amazing. So he's talking about pharma drugs, I'm sure. I got another story about that, but I'm going to pass on that one for now. Um, studies of people with asthma, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, uh, and obsessive compulsive disorder have shown that yoga has helped them lower their dosage of medication some, and sometimes get them off of it entirely. The benefit of taking fewer drugs, you'll spend less money and you're less likely to suffer the side effects of all of those dangerous drugs. Number 30. Builds awareness for transformation. Yoga and meditation builds awareness. And the more aware you are, the easier it is to break free of destruction, destructive emotions like anger. Studies suggest that chronic anger and hostility are as strongly linked to heart attacks or are as strongly linked to heart attacks as smoking, diabetes, and elevated cholesterol. I totally believe that. Yoga appears to reduce anger by increased feelings of compassion and interconnection by, and by calming the nervous system and the mind. It also increases your ability to step back from the drama of your own life and to remain steady in the face of bad news or unsettling events. You can still react quickly when you need to, and there's evidence that yoga speeds reaction time, but you'll take that split second to, to choose a more thoughtful approach reducing um, suffering for yourself and others. That's beautiful. Uh, number 31 benefits your relationships. Love may not conquer all, but it certainly can aid in healing. Cultivating the emotional support of family, friends, and community has been demonstrated repeatedly, repeatedly to improve health and healing. A regular yoga practice helps develop friendliness, compassion, and greater equanimity. Along with yogic philosophy, Emphasis on avoiding harm to others, telling the truth, and taking out only what you need. This may improve many of your relationships. Number 32, uses, uh, uses, sounds to soothe your, uses sounds to soothe your sinuses. The basics of yoga, asana, pranayama, and meditation all work to improve your health, but there's more in the yoga toolbox. Cons uh, considering chanting or consider chanting it tends to prolong exhalation which shifts the balance towards the uh prama prosym prosympathetic prosympathetic uh nervous system that means um relating to the part of the automatic nervous system that counterbalances the action of the sympathetic nerves it consists of nerves arising from the brain and the lower end of the spinal cord and supplying the internal organs, blood vessels, and glands. Okay, it's pretty serious. When done in a group, chanting can be a particularly powerful physical and emotional experience. I've been involved in that before. It is pretty powerful. A recent study uh, from Sweden, some institute that I can't pronounce, suggests that humming sounds like those made while chanting OM open the sinuses and facilitate drainage. I've heard of this before. There's lots of different, oh my gosh, I forgot about this. There's lots of different ones that um, like mm, and mm, I don't remember which of the two it was, but one of them can help you hear better and the other one does something because um, of like the, mm, I think it was N that made you be able to hear. It like shakes those little tiny itty bitty hairs that are in your ears and it loosens them up so if they've been stiffened and it's hard for people to hear anymore oh my gosh I totally forgot about this 
Um, I don't know where I would begin to look into begin to look into this, but interesting. Wow, that's really cool. Okay, 33, guys, your body's healing in your mind's eye. If you contemplate an image in your mind's eye as you do in yoga nidra and other practices, you can affect change in your body. Several studies have found that guided imagery reduced post-operative pain, decreased the frequency of headaches, and improved the quality of life for, uh, for people with cancer and HIV. Hmm. Number 34, keeps allergies and viruses at bay. Kriyas, Kriya yoga is a particular type of yoga, or cleansing practices are another element of yoga. They include everything from rapid breathing exercises to elaborate internal cleansing of the intestines. Jala neti, I don't know what that is, which entails a gentle, oh, a neti pot, um, which is this, it's really weird. It looks kind of like a, um, it looks kind of like a teapot. You fill it up with water and you can put like a particular type of salt in there if you want to or something else. You, in, it's best done in the shower. You literally put this like teapot looking thing like in one side of your nose and you let it drain out the other side. I know that sounds crazy, but it cleans out your system like, whoa. It takes a little bit getting used to, um, uh, which, which entails a gentle leverage uh, lavage of the nasal passages with salt water, removes pollen and viruses from the nose, keeps mucus from building up, and helps drain the sinuses. It feels really good if you do it right. I mean, when you do it right. You just keep practicing and you'll get there. But it's a little uncomfortable at first. It's a little uncomfortable for a while. Well, it was for me. Helps you serve others. Krama yoga, which I have not heard of this one. Krama, the sum of a person's actions, and this is a previous state of existence viewed as deciding their fate of the future in future existences. I don't understand what, what we just read here. Uh, Krama, kar- oh my god. <laughs> Karma yoga, Jesus. Karma yoga, wow. Service to others. I didn't know that was a type of yoga. Um, is internal to yogic philosophy. And while you may not be inclined to serve others, your health might improve if you do. I believe that. A study at the University of Michigan found that older people who volunteered a little less than an hour per week were three times as likely to be alive seven years later. Wow. Oh, my God. I need to go take my mom to start doing some volunteering. This is a great idea. This is a really good idea. I'm going to take her somewhere and see if we can volunteer somewhere. Huh. Maybe at a pet shelter or something. Oh my God, she would love that. Serving others can give meaning to your life. Um, Tony Robbins says that living is giving. Um, And uh, serving others can give meaning to your life and your problems may not seem so daunting when you see what other people are dealing with. I'm not going to cry. I find that so true constantly, constantly. Number 36, you know when you just feel like your life is so bad and then you see someone that has it so much worse than you and you're just like, oh my God, like, you know, get it together and go do something important. Number 36, encourages self-care. In much conventional medicine, most patients are passive recipients of care. In yoga, it's what you do for yourself that matters. Yoga gives you the tools to help you change, and you might start to feel better the first time uh, you 
try practicing. You may also notice that the more you commit to practice, the more you benefit. The re this results in three things. You get involved in your own self-care, you discover that your involvement gives you the power to affect change, and seeing that you can affect change gives you hope. And hope itself can be healing. Number 37 supports connect your connective tissue. As you read all the ways yoga improves your health, you probably noticed a lot of overlap. That's because they're intensely interwoven. Change your posture and you change the way you breathe. Change your breathing and you change your nervous system. This is one of the greatest lessons of yoga. Everything is connected. Your hip bone to your ankle bone, your um, you to your community, your community to the world. This interconnection is vital to understanding yoga. This holistic system simultaneously taps into many mechanisms that have addictive and even multiplicative effects. This synergy may be the most important way of all that yoga heals. Ah, uh, that was awesome. And number 38, uses the placebo effect to affect change. Just believing you will get better can make you better. The placebo effect works half the time. That's a lot. Unfortunately, many conventional scientists believe that if something works by believe that if something works by eliciting the placebo effect, it doesn't count. But most patients just want to get better. So if chanting a mantra like you do at the beginning or the end of a yoga class or throughout a meditation or the course or throughout the course of your day, facilitates in healing, even if it's just a placebo, why not try it? I thought that was beautiful. Well, I um, really enjoyed that. So um, now, now let me look up, uh, I'm going to look up um, myself on here. <laughs> I feel weird saying that. I'm going to look up myself on YouTube. And if you guys want to talk about some stuff, I'll look up the chat. Then I would love to talk. So let's see. This thing doesn't ever tell me how many people are actually really in the room because I'll have multiple people say stuff and then um, I mute myself. Okay. New, easier moderation. I have something that's popped up on my thing. I'm just going to save this and I'll read it later. Okay, got it. Lazarus, your, your comments are getting... That's probably why they're getting... I don't know why she's talking shit. Okay, I don't know who she's talking to. Okay, drama. All right, does anyone want to, uh, anyone have any questions about anything? One of the first questions was, will I ever make a dancer program? I have thought about it, but I don't know for sure that that's, I'm going to have time for that. Um, your kids started trying out yoga and different challenges and what they did yoga when they did yoga the challenge, they started getting views. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Well, there you go. That's a good reason to be into yoga. Um, and it's so good for you. 
oh, can you have my voice? Practice. You can practice speaking in my voice. Um, let's see. Well, it looks like that's the end of the comments right now. Either that or, um, I feel like YouTube's telling me something, but I can't really understand what's going on here. So, okay, well, I'm going to go, but I enjoyed going over this, uh, 38 health benefits of yoga. I thought that that was a lot of fun. So I hope that you guys enjoyed that as well. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Wow. That was a long episode. That was like a whole hour. Wow. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. Ciao.